0: You're listening to The Endless Party with your host
1: Megan Elijah Armstrong.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Endless Party. Welcome. Thank you, Meg. So we're actually discussing a book today that both me and Meg have read, and it's called The Four Agreements, obviously, from the title the four agreements party it's by don miguel Ruiz. ruiz ruiz it's r-u-i-z anyways great author he does a, He's great, a great job guy. i don't know him at all but he wrote he a great book he
1: seems like a great guy
0: that's great so he <laughs> seems like a great guy <laughs> <My word. laughs> so we wanted just to dissect the four agreements and how we're striving to implement them into our own lives as well as hopefully help you guys see the value in them and maybe even implement them in your own lives.
1: Yes, so I will just give a quick summary of the book. So the whole idea of this novel is that society has scripted us to act and think and behave in a certain way, but for us to find true happiness, we must first choose to believe in ourselves and then choose to let go of the social scripting. And the way we can do that is that we can make four agreements to ourselves to accomplish this.
0: Yeah. That's pretty much the summary of the book. I'm going to be honest, the the start of the book is kind of mystical.
1: Yes. And Everyone, we've heard it from like, multiple people.
0: It's very, like,
1: uh,
0: it's kind of interesting. You kind of, all of a sudden, you take a step back and you're kind of like, what, what is this? What is going on? But then it actually gets into the... Yes. The flesh of the book. And it's and really good. It's really good.
1: The first, it's just a little bit, I don't know, is it, phil- is it like philosophical?
0: It's just like... It's
1: talking about the dream and... It's
0: like mystical. Yeah, maybe it's, it's mystical. It's a bit like...
1: It's, it's a little more out there, but yeah. then the agreements make a ton of sense. They're so, sound.
0: They're just good principles to live by.
1: So the first agreement that we want to talk about is the idea of agreeing to be impeccable with your word.
0: Yeah, and so that just basically means that you are a person of integrity both to yourself and to others, that you keep your promises both to yourself and to others, but it goes much deeper than that, and it goes to the understanding that you don't say anything that is basically like gossiping or backbiting or anything malicious
1: yeah they call it actually black magic in the book yeah Uh, they say that the word is like the words we speak and something that elijah and i believe in a lot is that you can speak you speak your life into existence yeah what you say you're going to become is what you you become and so in terms of being impeccable with your word like the book is super big on using your word to you know spread beauty and goodness into this world instead of like dark black magic
0: oh it's actually interesting because this actually goes with songs as well there's this song that i was singing the other day because it's kind of a catchy song uh let me look it up really really quick but it basically goes to say like i'm a mess i'm a loser i'm a hater i'm a user yes and all these things and meg was like don't sing that song And I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right, because that's exactly what you're speaking, right? You're basically saying, I am all of these horrible things. Yes. And you're speaking it into existence. This is kind of a side note, but a few years ago, I actually had um, kind of like a religious teacher teach a concept about the phrase, I am, excuse me. And then, so if you read in the Bible... The Lord says He is the Great I Am, right? And so I don't want to get so deep into Christianity and religion today, but it's this understanding that not only are you condemning yourself when you say I Am and fill it in with something negative or pessimistic, you're also actually taking the Lord's name in vain.
1: Oh, because He said I.
0: Because I, He's like I Am that I Am. I Am the Great I Am. Right. Right. So then, if you say I Am. A loser I am a mess basically you're saying God is a loser God is a mess Ooh. right so it, it like that goes pretty deep but it's just something to kind of consider and think about with when it comes to your word and just really being impeccable with your word both to yourself and to others and what we've kind of just touched on is the understanding that this is more to yourself
1: yeah And another reason, another thing that the book highlights too is the principle of being impeccable with your word and especially being mindful with the seeds that you're feeding your children. Mm -hmm. So in the book, there was, they gave the example of this mother who comes home and she's so tired from work and it's been a super long day. And there's her five-year-old who is dancing and singing at the top of her lungs, happy to be alive. And this little five-year-old, she just hasn't been impacted by society yet. And she is impeccable with her word, right? Mm -hmm. Because she really is just happy and spreading that happiness. But the mom who's at her wit's end, she goes to her daughter and she's like, you are a horrible singer and you should stop. Because she just couldn't take the noise after the long day. And so what happened is this little girl grew up believing that she was a horrible horrible singer. singer and she refused to sing. And, you know, in, like, social settings, you know, this just, like, really weighed on her, like, confidence because, you know, her mom didn't believe in her and her mom chose to plant that seed of negativity into her mind. And so, you know, parents aren't perfect and Elijah and I haven't even, I mean, you know, we're just, I mean, new parents as in we're pregnant, but... I think it's so important to be mindful what you tell your children because, you know, I can even look back into my life and there's been things I've had to work through. And, I mean, Elijah just told me stories, too, of things that were said to us in the past of, you know, people have really, you know, that were just, like, negative, like, really negative emotional poison that we've had to, like, work through. And you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be that parent. You don't want to be you know you don't want to be that person who's choosing to spread the poison and to be a creator of this black magic you want to spread love and goodness and plant seeds of beauty right why wouldn't you oh
0: absolutely (coughs) it just goes to i mean this is just another example so when i was in third grade so i needed i needed help with english (coughs) sorry i have something in my throat i guess but I needed help with English. I was kind of struggled with spelling, punctuation, and all of that. And so I was in like extra help classes until about fifth grade. And I always thought I was just horrible at English because that's what everybody told me. And my third grade teacher, bless her heart, it was Mrs. Powell, it's now Miss Martin, but she she had took one of my poems that I wrote, and she was like, this is incredible. Like, you should enter the school competition. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I should. And she's like, no, you really should. Like, this is a great poem. And so I entered the competition, and I ended up winning the competition as this little third grader. And I still remember that as a 27-year-old kid, and that actually is what fueled me to become an author because so many people told me that I was so bad at English and I was so bad at writing and I was so bad at spelling. But here's this one lady that believed in me at third grade, right? Because she was impeccable with her word. She believed in me, right? And so that's what we're trying to express. Like you have the impact to make or break people's future and their dreams and their lives all by just being impeccable with your word and who you are.
1: Right. So that's the first agreement you can make is to be impeccable with your word. And as soon as you've done that, the other three agreements kind of fall into place. So the next one is really hard for me, (laughs) but I'm really trying to get better at this. And this is to not take anything personally. And the reality of life is that not all people are striving to be impeccable with their word. And they are spreaders of the emotional poison and they are negative. And when you get, right, and when you get kind of targeted with this black magic, you have to make the choice to either believe in yourself or believe in what others believe about you. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard, and it's really hard not to take it personal when it comes from, you know, the people who are supposed to love you the most. That's when it's really tricky. Uh, But you really have to make that choice in every situation, you know you can take it personally and what does that really like to what advantage does that give you Mm -hmm. doesn't give you anything
0: well there's a i can't even remember who said it some speech i listened to ages ago but it was like you can choose to be offended right every time you have to choose whether or not you are offended is a choice and it's not that somebody can make you feel offended like you have to choose whether or not you are going to be offended by what somebody says or does for example so I served a a church mission and in, in any religion I don't care if you're Christian I don't care if you're Hindu I don't care if you're Muslim if you go out and to serve other people you will be belittled you will be criticized you will be condemned what no matter what you're preaching and It was really hard at the beginning of this church mission, but by the end of it, I never, ever took anything personally because I was so grounded in my own beliefs and my own values and my own understanding of what I knew to be true that it didn't matter anymore. And so I think that's partly what helps is not taking anything personally is just being so big that nothing can disturb your peace, right? right? Like developing your own confidence and your own belief and your own power to recognize that you are limitless, that you have all of this divine potential and you can't let somebody else take that away from you. At the end of the day, it is ultimately your choice if you take something personally. Like if somebody says that you're garbage at something or if somebody says that you won't amount to anything, Well, do you want to prove them right and then not amount to anything (laughs) and just take it personally? No. It's like prove them wrong. Don't take it personally and move forward.
1: Right. And I think something that can help you with this agreement too is, you know, everybody's inside their own head living in a completely different world. Yeah. And you have to recognize that people aren't thinking the way you think. They're not. They don't share the same perspective. They don't share any of your viewpoints and so this can also make it easier to forgive people when they have wronged you so because they really don't know what they're doing
0: a lot of times a lot of times yeah i will say this a lot of times they do (laughs) most of the time people aren't out to maliciously hurt you i
1: don't think so most
0: of the time they have good intentions and they don't want to belittle or backbite or any of those negative things but a lot of times they do. Right. Right. And so you can, you can really choose not to take it personally and just kind of brush it off your shoulder.
1: Yeah. The third agreement you can make to yourself is this idea that you shouldn't make assumptions. So don't make assumptions. So this is super dangerous because when we make assumptions, we create these false realities. And then when we buy into these realities we've created, you can cause yourself a lot of unnecessary pain. Mm-hmm. How many times have you interpreted something that someone said and made an assumption about it, and it was completely, like, your assumption was completely false, and you kind of eat your words? Oh, yeah. I've done this a lot. Like, I've done this a lot of times.
0: There's actually a story that I know of. It was pretty, it's it's an interesting story. So there was this husband, and he was ba- basically at the stage of a, our life they were about two years into their marriage he just got this very successful job so he had to dress in a suit and tie good looking guy married a beautiful young lady and his wife started to get suspicious that he was cheating on her and so she started to like kind of follow him and do all this stuff and the reason that she got suspicious is she found in his pocket a receipt for a motel and so she followed him to the motel that day so she followed him all the way to work watched him at work and then he traveled to the hotel before he came home and so she gets to the hotel and she starts bawling just crying because this man walks in and the man walks out before his wife leaves and he sees his wife in the car and he's like what the freak like what's, what's going she on? doing here so he like gently knocks on the window and then she like won't open it. he's like open the door like what are you doing so she opens the door, and she's like, I know you're cheating on me. And he's like, where do you get that idea? And she's like, I saw the receipt for the motel. And he just starts laughing. And he goes, the guy who runs the motel also runs the laundromat that's connected to the motel. His cash register was broken at the laundromat, so he just rung me up at the motel. I came to get my dry cleaning.
1: Oh, my word.
0: Right? Right? And so all of a sudden this wife was mortified at how like foolish she'd been because one she just didn't trust her husband and two like she just made this big assumption. Right. And so she caused herself all this unnecessary pain because of this assumption. You know, and that just goes to the point that this principle is trying to make that if you start to assume things, you're going to cause yourself so much unnecessary misery.
1: Yeah. And again, I think I think, too, in in, in relationships, you know, in order to not make assumptions, you have to have the courage to ask questions in order to come to understanding. So questions are never a bad thing. I don't think it's ever wrong to try to try to understand people, understand where they're coming from you know even try to understand why they're saying the things they're saying oh absolutely I mean, I mean i wish i was brave enough and maybe i should be like when things are said that i don't appreciate I'd be like okay so like where is this coming from like i just need to know you know right. like or why are, like, you are, you are you saying trying this? to hurt my feelings yeah or like or no? like no like really are you trying to because i just need to know because i don't know how to like interpret this well
0: and it's actually interesting the better relationship you have the easier it is to ask those questions because it happens with me and Meg all the time. If I miss- misspeak and she's like, hey, so could you explain Can that you a little more? i be again. like, yeah, I'm so sorry. That's not what I meant at all. Right. And so it's easier said than done. Yes. But definitely if you do have that courage to ask questions, it's going to clear up a lot of assumptions that your brain naturally makes.
1: Yeah. And then the last agreement is just simply to do your best and something that I loved in this chapter of the book is this idea that your best is going to look different depending on the circumstances that you're in and it's going to change any on any given day. But it's still important to always give your best. For example, I think I think your best can look different. Like for me Your
0: best can look different when you're pregnant with twin girls.
1: Absolutely. Like my bet my best exercise pregnant with twins is not my best exercise.
0: When you're not pregnant, Twins. No.
1: Or even when I get a really solid, great night of sleep, my best then looks different than when I get a horrible night's rest and I feel mm-hmm. tired and groggy. But the, like, most important thing is that you are giving your best every day, no matter yeah. what it looks like.
0: No, absolutely. This This principle is actually one of my favorites because if you're able to do this principle – with all the other principles, like everything comes to pass. Everything I know. comes into fruition. So cool. And it's pretty cool because doing your best just means taking full responsibility for your actions and for who you are and what you're striving to accomplish in life. And like Meg said, your best can vary from day to day. I can honestly say that as a, a track athlete, I remember doing some grueling, grueling workouts. And some days I was on. right like (laughs) like for example one staple workout for me in high school was 16 by 400 right and so that just means one lap around the track and i would do it 16 times with a certain amount of rest in between there was one day that i hit every single one straight on no complaints i was just on fire my head was in the game right all the things i did that workout three weeks later and it was garbage (laughs) Like worst workout I've ever done so bad, but it was the best that I could give that day for whatever reason. I just wasn't, I wasn't in it. Right. And so just make sure that you are also lenient with yourself to recognize what your best is on any given day.
1: Yes. And something that Elijah's really helped me to understand is doing your best doesn't equate to perfection. Yeah, and sometimes that's what I get so caught up, and I'm like, man, but did I give my best? Because this effort wasn't perfect, you know, I fell short, I, I failed, I, you know, this didn't work out. But
0: the cake I made isn't
1: it perfection. isn't perfect. There's a
0: crack in it. Right? Whatever. So is
1: this my best? And it's like, yes, it is, and that's okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's just so important that you pick yourself up and try again when you fall short, knowing that you've given your best, yep. and that can be like the motivation and courage to to help you you know try again
0: yeah no absolutely just augmandino has a simple quote that's i will persist until i succeed and that's all really that you have to do persist until you succeed
1: yeah so ultimately at the end of this novel the author explains that you can choose to live in heaven or hell it's up to you every day can be heaven on earth or it can be hell on earth and it's all about what like what you make out of life. So and and what you're going to choose to believe in. And if you uh, like adhere to these four agreements, then you know, heaven living in this state of heaven is attainable. Mm-hmm. And you can feel that peace and that joy every
0: day. Absolutely. It just is up to you. Yeah. So we would encourage you to try to implement some of these things, you know, try to really Make sure that you don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. Do your best and be impeccable with your word. I mix, mix that up a little bit. It's actually be impeccable with your word first. But really try to implement them and see the difference in your life and let us know how it goes.
1: Absolutely. Thank you guys for being here.
0: Yeah, until next time. Bye, guys. You've been listening to The Endless Party. Please feel free to join us over at our website, theendlessparty.com, for more of our content. Also... We would love to hear from you. Leave some comments and let us know what you're interested in us talking about.
1: Seriously, like, subscribe, leave a five-star rating, whatever it is the platform says to do so that we can keep partying together.